You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast, where we try to help your game in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by our most popular online training program, AMG+. AMG Plus is the best way to train your swing online. It includes our four key golf instruction systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and coming soon, the putting system. But that's just scratching the surface. You also get access to us and other AMG certified instructors will answer your questions and review your swing checkpoints and so much more. Just head over to athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash plus. That's athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash plus to get started today. When a golfer come see us, uh, I guess it's been about three weeks ago now. And when he walked in the door, he's an older guy. When he walked in the door, he said, guys, I'm not, I'm not young anymore. I'm not flexible anymore. Certainly it's not as much as I used to be. So while I appreciate your pro videos on YouTube, I can't make any of these pro movements. I need a swing that's physically doable for me. We're like, which part of it's the one part you can't do? Like, yeah. So it was like, okay, we'll warm up there and let's let's keep talking a little bit. And all right, so which one of those pro moves, quote unquote pro moves, because we, we don't teach a model, we just measure golf swings. Which one of those pro moves that you're seeing on YouTube that you can't do? Well, I can't turn like Rory. And I was like, we've never made a video that's like, we've got guys in our database that have won multiple tournaments. Rory on one in an extreme, like a shoulder turn of 130 degrees. Yeah. And then another pro won multiple tournaments with shoulder turn of 75 degrees. That That's nearly double the window there. That's a big window you can be in. Okay, well, what, what else would be a, a good example? Well, I can't shallow like those good guys do. Well, can you can you lift and lower your arms? Yeah, that's easy to do. Well, then you can shallow like they do. Yeah. Can you have a decent grip? Yeah. Can you set the wrists and up and down? Yeah. So let's. So it's a hundred percent a myth that an average golfer, and you can apply average to whatever that means to you. If you're fifty five years old, if you're sixty five years old, seventy five, twenty five, whatever the case may be, it's a myth to think that. You cannot make these core, call them good swing movements that you see every Sunday on the leaderboard because you're either inflexible, too old, too heavy, whatever the case may be. I mean, unless you have a serious physical limitation, like you have, you know, you're in a cast on the right arm or some kind of crazy back fusion or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got back fusion myself, six screws in my back. I still make these same movements. Yeah. Like, so it would take a lot to get, it would take a lot of physical limitations not to be able to make some of these key movements. So let's, let's kind of go through the gamut here of the difference between what we see pros do versus AMs and some of these key movements and really drive the point home of how easy the movements the pros are making compared to what we see for the rest of us. Well, I'll start with the first one. I mean, how you hold the club. Can you grip <laughs> the golf club in the base of the fingers of your left hand, lead hand, so it's under the heel pad so that you can work the wrist correctly during the swing? Most golfers don't even get that right. Like, lesson after lesson, I'm in there putting their hands on the club. Well, we, we see, you know, most golfers will come in all right, so what brings you into us today? Well, it's always something centered around impact, whether it's rotation, shaft lean, you name it, something around impact. Flipping. 
And for golfers who've never seen them shell, themselves lean the shaft forward and impact, and then they've got the club up like a putter grip up in their palm, they're having to roll the handle so much to try to square the face. It's like, okay, this takes no talent to make a grip change. Zero talent. Might not like it at first. It's gonna be. You won't like it at first. Because you baked in all the other compensations, <laughs> but you're gonna be better for it because you've got the first part of this this um, chain of events. Chain of events, which is is the hands are my hands on the club in a way that helps me a set the risk and hinge and unhinge for better lack of a better term right. correctly and help me square the club face. That's number one because that's our only connection to the club. Massively important, but it just gets overlooked it gets overlooked because oh that can't be it no it can't be that easy no it might not be it but if you don't fix that none of the other stuff we're about to talk about makes any sense to even do you know pro swing is a series of really simple movements done at the right time yep with some speed and an am swing well even you know you can go look in the senior tour that speed isn't necessarily the determining fact. Like you can ha not have that same speed, but still make those same quality movements. Yeah. That's the only differentiator, right? You might not have quite as much speed. You might not be ever be able to move like DJ, but you can make the swings. But you can make quality movements that produce your best shots. Yeah. Okay. And movements by and large are poorly timed, overly complicated movements. And overdone usually. Yeah. Like over swings is like yep. a big thing that we look at all yep. the time. Everybody's over swinging. All right. So we got the grip, a okay. huge one. All right. That's, that takes zero talent. The club hasn't even started moving yet. Yep. And you, a lot of you are, are either putting yourself behind the eight ball or not. Okay. So the grip, what's next? So let's call it, uh, let's call it takeaway. Let's, well, no, let's call it posture next. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so a, a couple different things about this. First of all, there's a window that works with where your hips are in relation to your heels. So 90, 80 to 90% of amateurs that come in, they sit too far back with their rear end too far behind their heels. Yep. Reach the arms too far out, yep. but too far back. Yeah. It puts them again behind the eight ball. We'll keep using that term because they're so handcuffed already. This is where that I'm so glad you mentioned the posture because that alone is responsible for probably 95% of the early extension we see. Yeah, you have no chance if you don't get this part. And right. golfers have been told for years that early extension is a tightness in the hamstrings, lack of physical mobility and all that, and it's not. That's it's the biggest lie a, told. <laughs> it's a setup. <laughs> it's predominantly a setup issue. If you set up with your butt behind your heels – your arms are out, or even if they're close to you, you are going to early extend, and you're going to do it in the backswing. Yeah, I was about to say that. It's like two two times you see people early extend. They either do it on the backswing. or Most some, people do it in the backswing. Yep, or they might make some kind of a decent backswing somehow, and then they they get the club because they have poor concept where the club and arms need to go. They take those out toward the ball, and then they're yep. going to shove their hips toward the ball to get the club back behind them where they can actually hit it. That's That's – we see that once every couple months, the other, the, the backswing, we the see time. it every day. So if you, if you think of the, the pelvis trace, looking down on the golfer from a bird's eye view, the pelvis trace early in the backswing center of the pelvis shoots two, three, I think we've seen almost four <laughs> inches in the first half of the backswing, right? But because the hips are turning, 
you have to look for it. But the the early extension is there. It's measurable. It's black and white. It's just something that until I got gears, I didn't really notice that much. It's it's very well camouflaged in the Gulf. Swing. It is because you know I doesn't go there. But when the center of the pelvis moves, let's say an average of three inches towards the golf ball on the backswing. And now the downswing starts and that right hip that looks a little deep is now moving away from the, the tush line, we'll call it. That's when you can very plainly see early extension. That's not when it happens. It happens much, much, much earlier than that. Yeah. So that, I would say that's the first aspect of the setup. Yeah. And the second setup, a second aspect is we saw this in the last couple of days. They're like the, the face on view, let's say, from, you know, looking at straight onto the golfer's chest at a dress. That the tilts yeah. of the upper body towards and away from the target and the hips open closed, shoulders open closed, all that stuff matters. And if you again get into a bad spot in that regard, let's say your upper body is tilted a few degrees toward the target at setup, that sets your hips kind of like right hip, trail hip too high. That's immediately gonna make you force you into kind of a poor takeaway. And then again, there's your like domino effect. Yeah. It, it, you have to be extremely talented, gifted to set up poorly and swing well. Right? Yeah, you, you, I mean, you're talking recovery. Not, not only talented, but hit a ton of golf balls. It's like recovery mode. I yeah. feel like the whole swing and it, and the, the problem with it all is, well, if you don't have a base set to go back to, like, okay, I know I want to be pretty square and pretty neutral with my spine. Well, the next day you might be more tilted left. And the next day you might be more. And then the next day you might be more. You, you need something to go back to. And, and that's what, if you go to a tour event, they're grinding on their setups. Like, they're trying to get their setups right. Oh, my gosh. They've got yeah. lines on the ground, ropes. Tour events are some of the most basic instruction you'll ever see. I mean, basic because you swinging is not going to change that. doesn't change that fast no nope. that's good and bad it's it's bad because it takes a while to change the swing but it's good when it is good that it takes a while for it to get out of whack and, and on that unless note, you set up poorly then that changes the swing very quickly i remember um again i have all these bay hill stories because when i was a kid that was the only tournament i used to go to every year my we would fly down and go to bay hill and i remember um faldo was out there with Ledbetter. And he, he hadn't played good. He hadn't played good Thursday, and then Led showed up Friday to try to help him, I guess, uh, more than the day before because I noticed it. It was like after the round, they were grinding. <laughs> and good. Uh, No, he um, – I was close enough to kind of pay attention to what they were doing because I was like enamored with this foul, though. And he moved his ball up like a ball width and got him a little closer to the ball, and I think he went out and shot like 60-something the next day. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, all right, well, that's a huge deal because I've kind of surmised like – if this guy's going to mess up, it's probably because his setup has changed a little bit because those swings don't change that fast. No. Uh, you can take Adam Scott's swing, right? We'll use him as kind of like what everybody I think would agree has a nice golf swing. Take Adam Scott's swing and just have him aligned where most golfers align, and his swing will not look like Adam Scott's swing very long because he's going to try to hit it to the target from a poor alignment. you got to make a bunch of compensations to Try to pull that off. So true. Then if you then if you set him up with his hips behind his heels and you add that to it and then give him a poor grip, you can see why really before the club gets moving, you've got no chance to be Adam Scott anymore. Such a great point. 
in the ball position thing, you know, you have people, well, I want my, I'm trying to get my hands up in front of my left leg at impact, my lead leg. Yeah. I was like, well, your ball position is off your right foot. So I'm not sure how you're going to work that equation out. You know, like my hands are always off my right leg at impact, my trail leg. Well, yeah. Well, the ball is way back there. So that, that's another one is. Gosh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have to split this up, but because what you just talked about there where the hands are at impact. Yeah. That like downswing, we'll, we'll make this a backswing and okay, we'll do a downswing okay, okay, one because yeah. this is going to be long. It could if we be don't. set up backswing downswing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So we've got set up, hips, over, center of hips over the ankles, tilts and turns. Tilts, right. So, all right. That again takes zero talent to do. Zero. Okay. Now, once the club's moving, the takeaway really undoes so many golf swings. Well, face can. comes back pancake shut because they have an open face of the impact. So they're going to just close it at address and or roll it wide open or roll it wide. I see far fewer rolled than I do hammered. It used to be the opposite. Yeah. I think it's a uh, bled its way into yeah, I think construction. The, the, the trend has certainly changed. Um, and then where that club is relative to the elbow plane. Yeah. Two and, big ones. And the takeaway part of this is like, we have we have the luxury of having gears and seeing a lot of good swings. Like you see so many issues right in the first foot. Like too much hip turn too early. Hip sliding too much toward the target. Towards hip target. sliding yep. too much away. Left arm working across lead arm working across the chest too much. Right wrist going into extension or, yep. or bending your wrist to try to shut the face gets the club head inside. Um, Supinating the lead arm. Yeah. In the back swing. Right. Yeah, r- rolling it under. Yes. Kind of yep. rolling uh, palm pointing to the sky. pointing your glove logo with the ground. Uh, lack of uh, lightening the, the the lead foot up. Those are all things in that first, let's say, two feet of the backswing, kind of where you get to that club parallel classic takeaway position. If obviously there's there's a there's a windows that will, you can operate in to make a pretty good golf swing, but if you get outside of those windows right away in the takeaway, it's like. That's you. You're not going to make your Adam Scott swing. Not that you have to, but like, if if you're gonna you you you're relying on later parts of the swing to to, to fix early parts of the swing, and that's never a good recipe for you, consistency or success. You're having to un, unravel something. Yeah. So conversely, what happens in a good swing in all those? The hips will move inch inch. To the right. Yep. I've never seen a golfer that can't move their hips to the right. Exactly. A lot of you are moving your hips forward in an effort to keep them still. So you're at literally moving the opposite way. It's not that you're, you can't move them right. Your just concept is moving in the opposite way. So that's a big one. Overturning. The lead arm pronates a little bit. Every one of you listening can pronate the lead arm a little bit. The wrist don't set much. So that's not a big deal. The body's not turned a whole lot, especially the lower body. Right. So that's not a big deal. So again, we see very little movement. It's just timed well and sequenced well compared to what we see with those of us not with our names on our bags playing for a living. Yeah, you you hit one there. It's like there's way less going on in these good swings. And we'll get to this in another episode too. But like a lot of times you see amateurs who, who have the misconception that they're they need to make a really huge hip turn. Well, they'll like start turning the hips before the club even starts. Oh, moving. we see a lot of AMs. Just let's just use this shaft parallel as a landmark that everybody mm-hmm. can visualize. 
in the backswing, a lot of golfers will have 20 degrees of chest turn or shoulder turn and 35 degrees of hip turn. Well, the problem with that is the the shoulders should turn about twice as much as the hips, not less. So the hips are firing in an effort to make a big backswing, big turn, hit it far, which again, we, we talked about that doesn't happen. In an effort to do that, you've thrown the backswing sequence completely in the trash, run it over, picked it up, shot it, it, stepped on it. Fed it to the dogs. Yeah. And that's why your swing doesn't have that tour-like you know, Dynamics. tempo and smoothness because you've literally destroyed the sequence of the movements right off the bat. And no like stretching between the upper yeah. and the that you see with these good players. I mean, the backswing is three quarters of your golf swing. You can't screw that up consistently screw that up and expect to have that last quarter make up for all of it. And, and I'm going to say this, you know, if you're, if you're under the impression or you've been told that the backswing doesn't matter, uh, you need to take a close yeah. look at that statement because you might want to check who's where that information is coming from and, and, and adjust because tr- that, yeah. that it's just brutal. Yeah. We we've fixed so many downswings by never fixing the downswing. The longer we keep doing this, it's like, man, these backswings, if you can get them somewhere in the ballpark, pe- people are happy to like the students are happier because they don't, they're sick of trying to think of a hundred things on the downswing. It's too, it's too hard to do. They're the husband and wife that came to see us yesterday, both of them talked about, because they were both trying to do the same things in the downswing and they're like, I don't have to think about that anymore. I mean, it was like a, a relief. Yeah. Their face is like, Oh, thank yeah. God. It's like, okay, you know, maybe have one, one thought and transition or something, but hopefully you can just make it an athletic kind of um, freewheeling downswing and, and, and hit the ball that way instead of, okay, I want you to hang on your back foot, externally rotate your lead leg, leave the oh, arms gosh. up, shallow. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, you got to externally rotate the trail arm. You got to bend your left wrist to bow that because the face is wide open because you laid the shaft back so far. All right, now rotate. Now push off your trail leg into the finish. Wait, I'm supposed to do that in point two seconds? That's 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 the thing that drives people out of golf. Put here, here's something to put that in perspective. Pull out your phone and pull up your stopwatch on your phone. Start the stopwatch. Touch the side of your phone. Just touch, 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 and go back and stop it. So do that as fast as you can. That's you holding the phone in your hand and you moving your your finger maybe an inch to start and stop it and come back and see how fast you can do that in the downswing happens in less time than you can do that. <laughs> and then we have golfers trying to do 35 other things. It's just at specific times in the downswing. Oh. That's the part that you have no chance of doing. So it, it can be easier. It can be more difficult. We only got through a few of these. We'll keep this going on another yeah, podcast because this is a good one. So far, if you're, if you're, Grading this on what's easier to do, the pro has it made. He's he's got ways. <laughs> he's got a ways. He would want no part of the AM side of the ledger here. All right, let's come back and pick this up. <laughs> <laughs> 